0: Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound.
1: Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman!
0: Today, the Kellogg's Pep, the super cereal. Super, as in Superman. Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. Kellogg's Pep, the super cereal presents...
1: The adventures of Superman. Today, Superman on the trail of a family Bible finds himself helpless as he faces the one force against which he has no power the Angel of Death
0: No. No, I'm finished, but it's all right. I it's coming for me. Oh, Ralph. Listen to me. Mm.
2: The Bible. Even Kent's Bible. To whom did you sell it?
3: Mary always said
2: I'd come to a bad end. I guess. I guess this is what she meant. The Bible,
0: Ralph. Where is it? It was never any good. Lied and stole and cheated. I wouldn't listen to Aunt Mary. I wanted the easy way, but it didn't work out. I see that doing wrong never works out. Ralph, like tonight, running away from those. Those troopers, and then then ending up like
2: this. It's the hard way, and you can tell everybody I
0: said so. Ralph,
2: you shouldn't be talking. Okay, I'm
0: through. Say goodbye to Aunt Mary for me. Just say goodbye. Before another minute passes, let's get the latest angle from a new quarter. Say, how about taking a rocket ride? Are you game? Okay. Hang on tight. Here we go. We're blasting through the atmosphere at nearly 3,000 miles an hour. Look back. The Earth is fading away behind. Everything's dead quiet. You can't hear a single thing. Because, don't forget, you're going three times as fast as your own sound. That's what it'd be like to ride the famous B-2 rocket. And now, you can get a terrific hand-sized rocket model, the Gyrocket. A sleek, brilliant-colored Gyrocket, almost half a foot long. A Gyrocket you can launch into the sky, up over the treetops. Yes, sir. Kellogg's Pep, the super serial, offers you a Gyrocket. Listen. You get a metal launching rod. You get a wooden rocket launcher. You get the gyrocket itself, long, slim, and streamlined, shaped of gleaming wood with a steel propeller that's loaded with power. You launch it right from your hand. A flick of your arm and off it streaks. Now don't miss out on this swell gyrocket. Send for it today, right now. And here's all you do: send fifteen cents in a Kellogg's Pep box top to Superman. Box 124, New York 8, New York. Here's that address again. Send a box top from Kellogg's Pep together with 15 cents, a dime and a nickel, and your name and address clearly printed to Superman. Box 124, New York 8, New York. This offer is limited to the United States.
1: Now, the adventures of Superman. For more than 30 years, the burned and twisted wreckage of the aerial rocket in which Superman came to Earth from the planet Krypton lay forgotten on the farm where he had been reared as Clark Kent. Then American military intelligence learned that someone had perfected a rocket based on the one Superman had used. Immediately, the man of steel went into action. Back on the farm, he learned that the new owner had sold the twisted wreckage to a man with a red beard for $25. He learned also that Redbeard had become aware of the existence of the damaged rocket through a notation in the Bible of his late foster father, Eben Kent. Attempting to trace Redbeard through the Bible, Superman discovered it had been stolen and sold by a ne'er-do-well named Ralph Tompkins, who had fled town in a fast car. Giving chase, he caught young Tompkins in midair when the careening car went over a cliff. But it was too late. The boy had been mortally injured and was dying. Now, in the darkness of a deep gully below the edge of the cliff, Superman kneels beside the boy as life slowly ebbs from his broken body.
3: Say goodbye, to Aunt Mary, for me. Just say goodbye, and Tom, I'm
2: sorry for everything. Yes, I'll tell her. But what about the Bible, Ralph? To whom did you sell it?
3: I so tired.
2: Ralph, you've got to tell me. The lives of millions of people may depend on it. <sighs> Now, this is your chance to do something good, something really good.
0: I never do anyone any good. Never. Now, this is your chance. Can you hear me, Ralph? Yes. Yes,
2: I hear you. All right, listen carefully. That Bible is the only method we have of tracing some people who own an aerial rocket. A rocket capable of being used as a dangerous weapon. Powerful enough to destroy whole cities. You understand? Yeah. Well, we've got to get to those people, Ralph. We've got to get to them before they can sell their rocket to a foreign power, or else this country and every living thing in it may be wiped out. Why? Why are you telling me this? The Bible. Even Kent's Bible. Remember you took it from your Aunt Mary's trunk? Yes. You sold it, didn't you?
0: Yes.
2: Where did you sell it? And to whom? Uh, uh, Ralph, where did you sell the Bible? Metropolis. To To whom? To whom, Ralph? Bookstore. Second... Yeah. Do you remember the address? Yes. What is it? Eight and... And... Yes, eighth and where? Well, not
0: Goodbye. Going now.
1: Goodbye. Goodbye, Ralph. Lifting the now limp and lifeless body of the boy in his arms, Superman carries up to the road where two state troopers are waiting. Then, like a red and blue arrow, he rockets upward and disappears into the night sky. An hour later, once again, in his guise of Clark Kent, mild-mannered newspaper reporter, he enters a second-hand bookstore on the corner of 8th and Walnut in the city of Metropolis. The neatly lettered sign on the door reads, William Davis, rare books, fine editions, bought and sold. As he enters the store, crowded ceiling high with books, a gray-haired man steps forward to meet him.
2: Good evening, sir. Good evening. Can I help you? I hope so. My name is Clark Kent.
1: I'm a reporter for the
2: Daily Planet. Are you, Mister Davis? Uh, y- yes. Oh, good. Well, I, uh, I'm not here in my reportorial capacity tonight, Mister Davis. Oh. I, I have a little personal matter I think you can help me with. I'm looking for a Bible. Well, that should be no problem. We have quite a few fine Bibles in stock.
3: Well, I'm looking for a particular Bible, one you purchased the young man some months ago. Well, I buy a great many books, Mr. Kent. Bibles among them, uh, it might be difficult to identify any given one. Perhaps if I describe it, you may recall the incident. Well, perhaps. Well, it, it was bound in,
2: in heavy black leather, mm-hmm. calf, I believe, with some some silver filigree
3: work on both covers. Oh. As I recall, it was printed in England and was quite old. Oh, I remember the Bible well, Mr. Kent. You do? Yes, an early stone-lay printing. A Geneva edition dated 1632. That's right. Do you have it here, Mr. Davis? Uh, Why, no, sir, no. I sold it almost immediately. It was a fine edition. Yes, well, may I ask to whom you sold it? To a collector, sir. Do you remember his name? I'm sorry, but I never reveal the names of my collector clients. What? I think you'll find that the practice of all reputable book dealers. You see, many people don't wish it generally known that they have large and valuable book collections in their homes. It it would help me very much if you'd make an exception in this case, Uh, Mr. Davis. Sorry, Mr. Davis, but that's impossible. Now, if you wish, I'll try to secure another stone, in Geneva for you. I presume you're a collector? Well, the
2: Bible we're talking about, the one you bought, Mr. Davis, was stolen.
3: Stolen? That's right.
2: The young man you bought it from stole it from his aunt who was keeping it for me. You see, it originally belonged to my foster father. Oh, my. His name, even Kent, was on the flyleaf. Oh, good gracious. Sergeant. Receiving stolen goods, as you know, is a serious crime. Well, now, Mr. Kent, And if please, I please should I... prefer charges, you'd be arrested. Now, of course, I'd rather not, no, but... Now, now,
3: now, look here, Mr. Kent, how do I know that you really own the Bible? You, uh, you might be trying to blackmail me.
2: Here are my credentials.
3: Uh, Press oh, my. card,
2: union card, police card. If that doesn't satisfy you, call Inspector Henderson at police headquarters and ask him about me.
3: Uh, I, uh, as I, I believe you, Mr. Kent. Good. Then how about the name of the man who bought the Bible? Uh, no, no I, I can't tell you that. Uh, though I'll admit I sold the Bible for $750. Quite a high price. You give me a signed receipt, Mr. Kent, and I'll write you a check for the entire amount. No deal, Mr. Davis. I want the name of the man to whom you sold the Bible. But I assure you, you can't get more than $750. I'm it. not interested in what I can get for it. Oh, you want the book back, is that? No, better? I... Well, I can understand that. That's sentimental keepsake. All right, I'll do what I can to get it back for you, but I assure you it won't be easy. I don't want the book back. You don't? I want the name of the man to whom you sold it. I want his name and his address. But, but why? I I don't understand. Well, I...
2: Look, Mr. Davis, I I can't explain beyond saying that my reasons are of utmost importance to national defense. Gracious me. Now, will you please give me that information, Mr. Davis?
3: Well, you, you leave me no choice, Mr. Kent. What's the man's name? Uh, Haller. Richard Haller. Richard Haller, H-A-L-L-E-R? Yes. But I warn you, Mr. Kent, you will find him a very unpleasant customer. His temper is as bad as uh, as you'd expect from a man with red hair. Well, did you say red hair? Why, why, yes.
2: Does he wear a beard?
3: How did you know? Then he does.
2: A red beard? Very red.
3: He's the man I want. Hey? What's his address? Uh, 16
2: East Lilac Road. 16 East Lilac. Thanks, Mr. Davis. This is the break I've been hoping for. <laughs>
1: eyes gleaming with excitement, Clark Kent hurries from the bookshop with the and address of the mysterious red-bearded man who removed the wreckage of the Superman rocket from the old Kent farm. But Kent is in for a startling surprise and the shock of his life. We'll find out what it is in just a moment, so keep listening.
0: Now, we're not spies. We don't have red beards. But we sure have a gyrocket for you. That's the terrific hand-sized rocket model you can get through Kellogg's Pep, the super cereal. Yes, sir, a brilliant colored gyrocket, almost half a foot long. A gyrocket you can send soaring into the sky, up over the treetop. And that's not all. You get a metal launching rod. You get a wooden rocket launcher. You get the gyrocket itself. Notice the sleek, gleaming wood body, slender and streamlined for minimum drag through the air. And the business end of the rocket has a steel propeller that develops rotational thrust. And say, think of the exciting gyrocket contest you can have with your friends. Send for several gyrockets. Adjust one propeller for speed, another one for altitude. Then practice up with your gyrocket so you can win the speed and distance contest and accuracy trials. It's a barrel of fun. Now is the time for you to get in on all the thrills. For your gyrocket, just send 15 cents and a Kellogg's Pep box top to Superman. Box 124, New York 8, New York. Remember, you can't buy this gyrocket anywhere. The only way to get it is to send a box top from Kellogg's Pep together with 15 cents, a dime and a nickel, and your name and address clearly printed to Superman. Box 124, New York 8, New York. Do it now. This
1: offer is limited to the United States. And now, back to the adventures of Superman. Learning that a man named Richard Haller is the mysterious red-bearded man who, posing as a junk dealer, removed the wreckage of the Superman rocket from the old Kent farm, Clark Kent hurried to 16 East Lilac Road, Haller's address. As we join him now, he is walking up the quiet, exclusive street lined with handsome townhouses. Turning into the walk at number sixteen, an imposing limestone residence, Kent mounts two shallow stone steps and raises the bronze knocker on the thick oaken door. But before he can strike the knocker, the door opens.
3: Good evening, Clark. Lois Lane. In person. What are you doing here?
1: Thunderstruck, Clark Kent stares at Lois Lane, girl reporter for the Daily Planet, who stands framed in the doorway of Richard Haller's house. Haller is the man Kent believes reconstructed the Superman rocket and is now negotiating for its sale to an unfriendly foreign power. And Lois Lane, Kent's close friend and co worker, stands in his doorway. What does it mean? We'll know the answer tomorrow, fellows and girls, in a thrilling, suspenseful episode. So be sure to tune in, same time, same station, for Chapter 7 of The Secret Rocket on The Adventures of Superman.
0: And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pep.
1: For excitement, The Adventures of Superman.
0: Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Comic Magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pep, the Sunshine Cereal. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System.
4: Welcome back. So if I understand correctly, the whole storyline is an attempt to sell kids toys in cereal boxes. Well, the more things change, the more they remain the same. Though the uh, target of marketing's gotten a bit uh, higher uh, in the past uh, sixty plus years or so. I also did love the whole uh, cliffhanger for the end of uh, part five. That it was the end of the trail unless a miracle happens. Join us on Monday when a miracle happens. The storyline is really kind of uh, odd. I uh, summarized it as uh, even Kent writing about finding a baby in a space uh, rocket, someone uh, stealing, and somebody else buying the family Bible, reading about the rocket, deciding to go out to the farm Uh, See if it's there and pay $25 for it. And then they end up wanting to sell the rocket to the Russians or some other unfriendly power. Though this twist with Lois definitely has me interested. So we'll have to see how that turns out. Alright, well that will actually do it for today. We'll be back on Sunday with uh, Part 7 of this adventure. In the meantime, send your comments to adam at adamsweb.us. And be sure and rate the show on iTunes. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, and off.